Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Happy Holy New Year. This is Team Jesus. Yes. Happy New Year. This is Anita Romero and Jesse Romero. We are back. We are back 2023. Uh, We're going to claim 2023 for Christ and our Blessed Virgin Mary. And uh, again, remember, remember the way all of it ends. At the very end, no matter what happens on a day-to-day basis, we know that Jesus Christ wins. And those that are part of Team Jesus are going to win as well. Right. And my, what the first Friday of the month. Yes. The, this, ma- mass was packed today. We went yes, to Mass, and that's a beautiful thing to see. quite a few mass people in Mass. That's, that is beautiful. And today, on the old calendar, is the, the Feast, Feast of the Epiphany. Yeah. So those of you that are following the old calendar, that's what it is today, the, yeah, that's January what, 6th. Um, and the Feast and, of the Epiphany is, is the three wise men coming in to the presence of Jesus Christ as he's born. In fact, this is Christmas for like, I think the Eastern and Greek Orthodox Church. Today's yes. Christmas, January 6th, yes. on the Feast of the Epiphany, when the three wise men encounter Jesus Christ. And today also, for some of you that know about this, we did a show on this. There's a special blessing that you can do over your house today. A Catholic priest or the man of the house can do the blessing, and the blessing basically protects the house from evil spirits. It's called mm-hmm. the Epiphany Blessing. You can find it on the internet, and it walks you through it. It's about it just it takes about fifteen minutes to do. In fact, I'm mm-hmm. going to do it later on today over my house, and the house is protected from evil spirits for three hundred and sixty-five days. Yes. And because demons are very legalistic, they literally have to follow. Uh, and your house is protected by the blood of Jesus for 365 days. There's a story by the famous exorcist, Monsignor John Essif, over in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He does this prayer. This is the way he, he, this is the way he drives demons out of houses. Mm-hmm. He'll, do, he'll do the epiphany blessing and the home consecration uh, to the sacred heart of Jesus. And he said when he did, I heard him in a lecture back at SCRC years ago, when he did a blessing over the house, he told the husband, he goes, next year at this time, do the blessing again, or these evil spirits will come back into the house and infest the house, what people call haunted houses. We call it house infestation mm-hmm. as Catholics. So Monsignor John S. have told the man, next year on, uh, on the Feast of the Epiphany, do this prayer again. Okay, you can do it. You don't need a priest. The husband said for a whole year, the house was free and clear of preternatural and paranormal activity, but he didn't do the Epiphany mm-hmm. ble- blessing like he was told to on uh, the next year, 365 days after. The very next day, 366 days, Monsignor John Essef said that evil spirits came into this house and it was worse. All the preternatural activity, mm-hmm. moving objects, closing yeah. doors, smells in room, it all came back with a vengeance because demons are legalistic. They're like lawyers and they follow precisely the spiritual direction of God. When God says something through his church, you must leave this house for 365 days. Demons must obey and they will obey. Mm-hmm. But if you as a Catholic man, don't do the prayer again for the next year, for the next 365 days, these evil spirits that left the house that were driven out by the Epiphany blessing will come back. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, also, I just want to remind everybody, uh, the the new, uh, I guess, the new calendar, mm-hmm. we ha- we celebrate the Feast, of the, the Feast of the Epiphany on Sunday. Yes. So today's the old calendar. 
And Sunday's Jan- a new calendar. Jan- yeah, Sunday's a new calendar. So you got two days. Where to, you can do the epiphany do blessing. Because the they're both you know, from the church. They're right, just, right, by the authority of the yeah, church. Yeah, the authority of the church. And then I just want to mention today, to this, today's the first Friday of the month, when we honor the Sacred Heart of Jesus, where uh, Jesus appeared to St. Ma- Margaret Mary Alla Koch, and she gave us 12 promises, and we are on promise number one. And what is that promise? It says, I will give them all the graces necessary in their state in life. So whatever state in life, if you honor the Sacred Heart of Jesus, remember, and throne him in, in a in prominent house, yeah. place, place yeah. in your home and, and honor the Sacred Heart of Jesus and pray to him every day. He's going to honor and give you graces in your state of life, whether you're single, you're married, you're a priest or um, widow, divorce, widow, divorce, yeah, whatever. It's, it's whatever. But just honor the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Yeah. I want to talk about something that's <clears throat> that's happening around the country right now, which is very, very. It's dangerous. Most people don't realize how dangerous this is. There's a very active satanic sect called TST, the church, the Temple of Satan. Yep. Their headquarters is, I'm almost positive, I've been to the website several times, it's in Detroit, Michigan. But there are a bunch of young active Satanists, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to go to different places in the U.S., and they're trying to do consecrations of Satan to different cities. They came here last year to Scottsdale, yeah, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And we pushed back. And we pushed back. We got the, the lady pushed back. Yeah, the lady. With 300 Catholics yeah. went out there and we uh, we fought back we, with prayer. Yeah. And so I think uh, we, uh, we we did, we, we wrecked, as young people say, we wrecked their conference <laughs> with prayer. But again, we're going to talk about the protocol for Catholics to do when the temple of Satan goes to your city mm-hmm. because what they're doing, they're doing satanic conferences. Yep. In fact, the, the, the one coming up is called what? It's called uh, Satan Con. Yeah, Satan Con 2023. 2023. And it's going to be held in Boston. And it's the largest satanic gathering in history. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, so we had a question from um, someone well, that asked us. Her name... I don't want to name her name, mention it, but she says, hi, this is this question is for Jesse. I am in the Boston area and there is a satanic convention uh, scheduled in April uh, 2023. I asked my priest if anything is being done. And he d- he said he doesn't want to draw attention to this event. Just wondering if you know of any resources or groups coming out about this. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we are going to talk about this because this is something yeah, it's well, nothing to play with. And we it's not drawing attention. It's protecting those people that live in that city yep. and we the have diabolical. And by the way, we have a moral obligation to do that because the yes. streets... That's and we'll ca- talk about that. Yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about the... Yeah, the, the streets is called the temporal, the temporal order or the, mm-hmm. or, or, or the, uh, the public square. Mm-hmm. And guess who's in charge of evangelizing and bringing the gospel to the public square, to the temporal order? Lay it's people are. Us. So you don't have to ask All a priest. You, you don't there. have to ask a bishop yeah. if you can go out there and pray. Uh, peacefully against the on, Church of on Satan. On the sidewalk, okay? you're welcome to do that. Yeah, <laughs> by your baptism and confirmation, mm-hmm. you have the the ability to do so. You don't have to ask anybody else. Yeah, and and as your citizenship. Yeah. Also, a citizen of the United States. That's we your first. Have, it's your first yes, amendment, right? Yep. Right. Exactly. To peaceably assemble and the and the and free speech. Absolutely. So let, let, we're going to tell you a little bit about this uh, conference, and then we're going to give you some of the do's and don'ts. So this article says. The Satanic Temple. The, the Satanic Temple is promoting an upcoming convention as the largest Satanic gathering in history, quote unquote. 
The gathering called SatanCon will be taking place in Boston from April 28th to the 30th at 20, uh, this year. The convention will be celebrating the Satanic Temple's 10th anniversary. Oh, and that's the Satanic Temple promises on its website that the convention will be quote a weekend of blasphemy, violation and, of the first commandment, and remember remem- and second commandment. Yes, remem- remembrance uh, in Boston, though. Though tickets are already on sale, the organization has not announced the location, vendors, or presenters. However, when you click to book a hotel reservation, you are directed to to book a room at the Boston Marriott Copley Place. Here's the first thing that I would do yes. if I live in Boston, all you Bostonian Catholics and even people of goodwill, Protestant Christians. I would call up the Marriott, the Boston Marriott Copley Place, and I would start asking them, how can you guys, they're Mormons, Mormons run the, the Marriott, yeah, and they're people of faith, supposedly, I would say, how can you guys rent a ballroom to the Temple of Satan? Don't you guys believe in God? Yes, they do. The Mormons do believe in God. Mm-hmm. I, know th- I know their theology is, again, it's kind of aberrant, but nonetheless, they do believe in God. I would have Catholics start calling up the Boston Marriott Copley and email them and start there. Uh, the article also says what? Yeah, the article says also their their tickets are ranging from ninety five and go up to one hundred sixty sixty dollars. I want to make a comment on that. How many how many Christians do you think are going to attend this? Possibly many of them, right? And they're at you, least baptized, right? At least baptized. Yeah. And do you think how many people put ninety five dollars every Sunday or up to mm. one hundred sixty in the basket very for few. God? Very, very few. few. Yeah. Very few. Yeah. So those who purchase the what they call demonic circle, demon circle, the demon circle, um, it's one hundred and sixty dollars each ticket will receive access to the satanic marketplace, access to on site programming tracks, an official uh, the the satanic temple, Satan Con twenty twenty third twenty twenty three t shirt. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say TSD because it's just easier. Yeah. So you know what it is. The Saint, the sa- Satanic Temple. That's what it stands for. Satan Con uh, 2023 stickers and a Satan Con 2023 button. Last year's conference included presentations such as Devil's Food with the Satanic Chief Chef, Adam, Chef, 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 Adam Dodge. Abortion as a religious right with Marion Davis. These are the, these are the presenters, and these are their titles. And the topics, and the talks, yeah. The topics: raising children in a satanic ho- household with M- Melissa Morley. The Satanic Temple made headlines last year for seeking a court declaration to allow abortions for their Texas members, claiming that the laws violate their religious freedom to perform abortion rituals. I want to give props yep. to the Texas bishop, Bishop yep. Strickland. Uh, Bishop Joseph, a friend of the show, mm. the Satanic Temple went a few weeks ago over to um, Tyler, Texas, Texas, and they had kind of the, the, a weekend festival. Bishop Strickland went the night before with a bunch of Catholics, and he did exorcism prayers in the area, the plaza, where they were going to meet the next day. And uh, the prayers of a Catholic bishop, the exorcism prayers of a Catholic bishop are very powerful. The next day, Catholics also went over there and surrounded the place, along with Protestants, and prayed for the whole time they were we there. We have a holy pause. Yeah. Our Lady Guadalupe. Yeah. Our Mother of Hope. Yeah. By the way, the most beautiful bumper music on Catholic radio, right here. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're Stick being around. biased. <laughs> Happy New Year.
start from right here. Pray for us. We're back, Jesus 911. Um, Jess Romero, my wife Anita Romero. Uh, two Catholics that love the Lord. We love the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to help people get to heaven. Absolutely. And, uh, and again, there's nothing more important than, than sharing your Catholic faith and having people know the person of Jesus Christ. So we're talking about the Satan Con conference in 2023 that's going to be going to Boston. We already gave all the particulars. What I will say is that Satan is behind this kingdom of the cults. And there's a lot of cults right now in America. We have the, the cult of Satan. We have the cult of witches. We have the climate change cult. <laughs> we have yep. the anti-racism cult. Mm-hmm. We have the cult of wokeness. We have the LGBTQ cult and its predatory uh, offspring targeting America's children called the transgender cult. We have the cult of abortion. We have the COVID cult. We have the cult of globalism. We have TikTok cults, and every month, the list grows. Again, I repeat, Satan is behind mm-hmm. these cults. They are his foot soldiers, and Exhibit A is the Temple of Satan from Detroit, Michigan. Yes. So to the, to the right-thinking American attempting to make sense of a nation seemingly gone mad, it's becoming increasingly clear that the irrational, deranged, and often demonic left-wing political and cultural movements currently capturing the minds of millions of Americans are nothing short of full-fledged cults. Although the high priesthood of all these left-wing religious cults, uh, that is, that is uh, university professors, university professors, academics, and other Marxist ideologies and activists may be true believers, the person actually wielding real power is the Antichrist. That's right. As the Antichrist... Is the Antichrist really up to? So what? So what yeah. is what is the Antichrist really up to? Is a question yeah. that we should ask. Absolutely, he's in pursuit of ever more power, wealth, and glory for himself and his satanic oligarchy, mm-hmm. and a total transformation of America and the world under his reign. That's what yeah. we're up against yep, right we're now. We're up against him. So to you, our, our fellow Catholics over in the East Coast in Boston that are listening to us, because I've got a lot of emails from you guys, Jesse, what should we do? You guys did something over in Scottsdale, Arizona, in the Diocese of Phoenix. First of all, this remember this. This has to be a lay effort. I don't expect the bishops or the priests to be out there. We hope they would. I, I would like them to be out there, but the streets belong to the lay people. And so you don't need anybody's permission other than the, the fact that you're a baptized Catholic, a confirmed Catholic, mm-hmm. a follower of Christ. That's all you need to go out there. And you got the, the Constitution of the United States, the First Amendment, that protects your freedom of speech and your freedom mm-hmm. of assembly. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. And so now some people may say, well, just don't worry about it. No. A, a lot of us that have a, a God-formed conscience... Your God-formed conscience is saying, Catholics, you need to assemble. You need to go out there in front of the temple of Satan for the days that they're out there having this conference. And you need to be praying Mm -hmm. against their their curses, their hexes, their incantations. And also remember, like my wife said, 
Many of them are baptized Catholics or Protestants, so they have that baptismal grace in their soul. Mm-hmm. We're also praying for the grace of their conversion. We don't yes. want them to go to hell. Absolutely not. No, they're we on don't their, want no one to go to they're hell. They're on their way to hell, objectively speaking, yes. but we don't want anybody to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's again why we do what we do. Uh, again, in, in paragraph 1782, as Catholics, we're called to follow our moral conscience. What does the church teach people about moral conscience? The moral conscience. Uh, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it's in, chap- in paragraph 1782, it says, Man has a right to act in conscience and in freedom so as personally to make moral decisions. He must not be forced to act contrary to his conscience, nor must he be prevented from acting according to his conscience especially in religious matters. And, I, and also in paragraph uh, Catechism of 1802, it says the word of God is a light for our path. We must assimilate it, it, we must assimilate in it, in it in faith and prayer and put it into practice. This is how moral conscience is formed. So I also y- yeah. want to mention that uh, you know, we are the church militant. Right. right. We're the church militant. We should be out there. So all you people faith in Boston, in your, yeah. go out yeah. there. And we'll tell, we're going to help you organize we're, right now. Faith, we, in, faith in your heart, rosary in your hand, living in a state of grace. Go out there and pray against this, yeah. this, the temple of Satan. And remember, this is a peaceful, prayerful gathering. Yes, yes We're just there to pray and gather and just hope for the conversion for those that are attending that conference and for, you know, the, the public square. But, and also remember... The, why are we doing this? The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 4, verse 9, mm-hmm. God asked Cain after he killed his brother Abel. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, where's your brother Abel? And Cain gave the wrong answer. He says, why? Uh, am I my brother's keeper? Guess what? Uh, guess what, Cain? That's why Cain is in hell. Cain, you are your brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. Yes, precisely. And those Catholics in Boston that uh, unbeknownst to them, unsuspecting Catholics or, or, or low-information Catholics that may walk into the Satanic Conference and give their life to Satan. We don't want that. No, a- we a- don't. As Catholics, again, we are our brother's keeper, Genesis Absolutely. chapter 4, verse 9. And by the way, we do have a biblical mandate yes, we do. to oppose evil. We have a biblical mandate. When there's evil in the public mm-hmm. square yes. as Catholics, we can't be quiet. And what does it say in, in Scripture? What well, says in Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verse 11, it says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. And what are we doing? Exposing we are exposing them. them. That's very clear. Yes. And Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 18 to 19, open up your Bibles. If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to the wicked from his wicked way in order to save his life. That wicked man shall die in his in, in iniquity, but his, bl- but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you will have saved your life. So it's up to us that are that know Christ to warn those because it will no longer be our responsibility because we did warn them. That's what it, this says. It's very clear. It, and, yeah. And, and we have, a, we but have, you a, have saved yeah. your life. It's a, it, it, but if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness or from the wicked way, 
he shall die in his iniquity. And he'll, another, he'll die in, immor, in mortal sin. That's right. That's but what because, iniquity means. Yeah. It, sin. It's That's sin. It but, if, but you will have saved your life. So because you warned them and you told them your life is saved. See, yeah. it's our responsibility that are knowledgeable in the faith and are lovers of Christ to bring people to Christ. And the re- Take them. Snatch them out of the fires of hell. hell. That's what the book of Jude says. Snatch people from the the fires fires of hell. hell. That's actually in scripture. Yes. And again, because we are a brother's keeper, according to Genesis 419. And we're also called as Catholics to advise and instruct the ignorant. That's part of as part of what's called the spiritual works of mercy. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of ignorant people out there. Now, ignorance, not an insult. Some people, some people email me and they're going to say, say, oh, "Oh, don't use the word ignorant (laughs) on Catholic, you know, you're a Catholic podcaster. The word ignorant, it simply means somebody who lacks information. That's Mm -hmm. all it means. For example, I'm ignorant of calculus. Okay. (laughs) Is that a bad, is that a bad word? I'm ignorant of chemistry. Okay. (laughs) I was not good at, at, at uh, math or science. Uh, And so, it doesn't mean I'm stupid. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm evil. It just means I lack information. I probably mm-hmm. didn't pay enough attention or take the right classes. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, what does the church teach us as, as lay Catholics? Remember, you got priest. That's clergy. Then you have us, lay Catholic. That means right. the, the baptized, married, single, widow, divorce. Those are called the lay people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a true church. We are the yeah. true church. Yeah. What are we called to do? The church orders lay people to evangelize in the temporal order. So what is a temporal order okay. according to the dictionary? According to the dictionary, it's the present life or this world or secular society. That's what that means. And, the church, and the church says this over and over. There's so, so many documents. Yes. Here's one in, in 1285 of the catechism. It's very clear. If you're wondering, okay, Boston, what should we do against the temple of Satan? Paragraph 1285 gives you your marching orders. Look what it says. It says, a baptism, the Eucharist and the sacrament of confirmation together constitute the sacraments of Christian initiation, whose unity must be safeguarded. It must be explained to the faithful that the reception of the sacrament of confirmation is necessary for the completion of baptismal grace. Okay, here's, here's the meat of it right here. Yeah, okay. For by the sacrament of confirmation... The baptized or more perfectly bound are more perfectly bound to the church and are enriched with special strength of the Holy Spirit. There it is. Special strength. strength, Okay. Special strength. Hence, they are as true witnesses of Christ, more strictly obliged to spread and defend the faith by word and deed. There it is. Look at at the military language. Strictly obliged. Obliged Obliged means obligated Mm -hmm. to what? Spread. And defend the faith by word and deed. So there's a mandate placed upon you by Christ because you're a soldier of Christ. In fact, the catechism calls you a true witness of Christ. Mm -hmm. The word witness in Greek means martyr. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to die for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If if we die proclaiming the truth about Jesus Christ, so be it. That's a straight ticket to heaven. Now, we also have a divine, divine mandate to confront the enemies of God. Where does it say that yeah. in the Bible, Anita? Yeah, it says that in Luke uh, chapter 6, verse 27 to 28. It says, we are also called to pray for our enemies. So that's what we're doing. Yes. When, we, when we went to the Satan Con here in, in Scottsdale, that was our prim, uh, primary, because we know the, the diabolical is our, our enemy. Yeah. So we our, pray for our enemies, number one, to mm, block their curses right. and hexes, yes. but also pray for the grace of conversion, conversion. that they right. may come that's to Jesus. What we, yeah. Yes. 
So our prayers are more effective when we pray as a large community of believers. And you can find that in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. Yeah, those are the words of Jesus. He actually yep. says where two or three are gathered in my name, there sure. I am in their midst. So, yes. so again, let's remember, we are called as Catholics, we're called to instruct and advise the, the ignorant. ignorant. That's, in, that's called the spiritual works of mercy, 2447 yep. of the yep. Catholic. Now, what's good is I've got a couple of emails. There's some people that are going to be leading the charge there. And I'm going to get into detail as to why it's important for you to do what you're doing. But a lot of people will say, well, uh, just, you know, don't go out there. You're going to just agitate them. You're just There's going to be detractors. Yeah. yeah. You could, who knows? It could erupt into violence or, you know, they could put curses on you. Just stay home and pray. Now, there's nothing wrong if you're ill, if you're on a wheelchair, if you're sick or old or infirm. Yeah, you, you can pray. pray. You, you can should. stay home and pray. You should. Because you have no ability to be out there. But. Physical ability. Public prayer of. is much more effective. Absolutely. According to the saints. The witness. Yes. And what do the saints? Well, let's talk about St. Louis de Montfort. What does he say from the secret of the rosary? He said, public prayer is far more powerful than private prayer to, appe- to appease the anger of God and call down his mercy. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Stick around. Here she comes. Our Lady our, Guadalupe. Pray for us. Our Mother of Mercy. Happy Holy New Year's 2023. Can you believe it? This is uh, 2023 years from the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because we only know today's date because today's date, the reference point is the birth of Jesus Christ. This is how important he is. Jesus Christ's birth literally smashed human history and dissected it into B.C. and A.D. And so we're talking about the Temple of Satan's, uh, their... uh, satanic conference they're going to be having in boston uh, massachusetts in a couple of months from now and some of the things that the do's and don'ts again public prayer is more effective than private prayer according to two saints st yes. louis de montfort and st john vianney yeah and uh st louis de montfort let me i know we we ended up our last segment with it but i want to um i just want to uh, continue and just read it over so st louis de montfort he says Public prayer is far more powerful than private prayer to appease the anger of God and call down his mercy. And Holy Mother Church, guided by the Holy Ghost, has always advocated public prayer in times of public tragedy and suffering. I want to mention what happens every day. Public tragedy, abortion. That's a public tragedy. And, t- and we need that's why we need to be out there praying. And I, there's a lot of prayer warriors out there in front of the abortion clinics and praying. Yes. And I'll tell you why abortion is so wicked, because it's it's a satanic ritual. Yes. Every baby that is killed, it is a, it is a satanic ritual to the mm. father of lies. Yep. And this is being perpetuated in our country. It's like it's 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 the. Just like we as Catholics offer the Holy Eucharist, which is the Son of God, the second person in the Trinity, is offered to God the Father every day at daily Mass. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the, the once and for all sacrifice of Calvary is made present and offered to God the Father at Mass every day. 
Abortion is an anti-masser, an yep. anti-Eucharist. It is the blood sacrifice of a baby offered to their father, Satan. This is how wicked mm-hmm. this is. And yes. by the way, this is why there's so much demonic activity right now in the world and in the church, because abortion is is uh, is, is over is over the top right now in terms of numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're not because we're aborting kids. We're not baptizing them. So we're not getting the graces coming into the church, our world, into the, the church, world, right. into the world. Yep. So let's say let's see what uh, St. John Vianney, another uh, saint, says about public prayer. He says, private prayer is like a straw scattered here and there. If you set it on a fire, it makes a lot of little flames. But gather these straws into a bundle and light them and you might get a mighty fire rising like a column into the sky. Public prayer is like that. Wow. So you got two saints yes, talking about the, a, have the efficacy. Great of, analogy. Yeah, efficacy fire. of public prayer over private prayer. Mm-hmm. And again, why should we? Why should Catholics go out there and pray when the Temple of Satan is having a conference in your city? First John 3, 8. The Bible says the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Close quote. So, lay Catholics, we have a divine mandate mm-hmm. to confront lies and deception with truth. The body of Christ must do likewise, just like Jesus Christ, the Son of God, did in himself. And uh, and I know that... And we had a couple of popes there. That yeah, Pope, Pope Felix III mm-hmm. said, said also about uh, when you see public error, what should we do? Okay, it says, not to oppose error is to approve it, and not to defend truth is to suppress it. And indeed, to neglect, to conf- confound evil men when we can do it, is no less a sin than to encourage them. So That's right. not to oppose it is to approve it. It's just like being silent. Yeah. You know, silent is tacit approval. And and, and I'm going to even quote a Protestant here, so lest people uh, accuse me of being anti-Protestant. I'm not. <laughs> uh, they're just wrong in many areas, yeah. but, but there's some courageous Protestants that I do have uh, admiration for. One of them being... Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a Lutheran pastor. Died April 9, nineteen forty-five, in the Nazi in a Nazi concentration mm-hmm. camp by hanging. They hung him with piano wire. He was an innocent man. And right before his execution, he said this quote: "Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act." Wow. I mean, God have mercy on uh, on his soul. I know he yeah. was a Lutheran. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he embraced the fullness of faith yeah. before he died. And also the great servant of God from Detroit, Michigan, where the temple of Satan is located. What yeah. did Father John Harden tell us, Anita? He, he said, I can honestly tell you the future of the church in our country depends heavily on the zeal of lay Catholics like yourself. So what is he saying? The zeal. zeal. And that's what it takes. It takes zeal to go out there. It takes courage to go out there. And I know there's a lot of courageous Catholics out there that want to do the right thing and protect their city. Yes. Okay. I want to... There's a document called Into the Breach. It was written by Bishop Olmsted. He's a retired Phoenix bishop. In page 1 and page 22, he says something that applies to all of us. He says this, The world is under attack by Satan, as our Lord said it would be. This battle is occurring in the church herself. One of the key reasons that the church is faltering under the attacks of Satan is that many Catholic men have not been willing to step into the breach to fill this gap that lies open and vulnerable to further attack. 
Uh, and so uh, on page 22, he says, my sons and brothers, men of the Diocese of Phoenix, and of course, men, uh, men of Catholic men all over the country, he says, we need you to step into the breach. Yeah. And I'll tell you why this is important, because the public square belongs to Catholics. Mm-hmm. In fact, he wrote another document, Anita, and in the foreword, what did he say Bishop Olmsted say about the public square? Well, he talked about the public square. He said in his foreword, he says, it's the job of priests to give their people those tools. In other words, to form Catholic lay people to think and act as disciples of Jesus Christ in a manner guided by the teaching of the church. Catholic lay people should be the leaven of Jesus Christ in the public square. Laymen and women are in a unique position to bring their faith into all areas of society. That's there on page is. seven. A lay person in the public square has a has a particular responsibility to live his or her vocation in view of its unique impact on society especially those involved with all forms of of the mass media, a significant part of their responsibilities. It it is to live their faith by promoting the common good in society. That's on page 33. Finally, prayer is a primary means of promoting, promoting and fostering a culture of life. While personal daily prayer is always important, public prayer Gatherings can provide a striking witness to the rest of society. That says it all right there. That that, that forward said everything about what we're supposed to do. Absolutely. I like the last part. Public prayer gatherings can provide a striking witness to the rest of society. That's you're witnessing out there. You're reminding people God is in charge and we're out here. Come join us. Pray with us. You know, I know when we're in front of the abortion clinics, what do we do? We get honks. Uh, Of course, we get some negative uh, uh, messages. But for the most part, many people approve of what we're doing out there. And I'm sure they say to themselves, I wish I could go out there. I wish I could go out there. And then they speed off. Again, Catholics are obligated to pray for reparation against this grave evil coming to, to, to our cities. We have our marching orders in black and white right from the Word of God and the Catechism. And that's why when, when they, the Satanists came over to Scottsdale, for me and my wife, for mm-hmm. us not to pray... At this event, for us, we would have been guilty of the sin of omission Mm -hmm. because, again, the Christian life is not just one of words. It's one of action. And uh, again, let there be few words and many deeds and let them be done well. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I want to remind those those brothers and sisters in Boston that want to do this, and I encourage you to do it. You're going to get some some pushback from even other people within the church. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. Go forth. Yes. Remember, you are the children of God. We are the church militant. Go, go, go. And, and soldiers of Christ. Soldiers of Christ. Yeah, children of God and, and through baptism and soldiers of Christ through confirmation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and again, the sacrament of confirmation, it, it commissions us as soldiers of Christ. Like my wife says, we're the church militant. So here's the first thing that you would do. The first thing you would do is what we did is I contacted City Hall, the mayor's office in Scottsdale, and I spoke to the secretary who, who was in contact with the mayor. And I told them that hundreds of us Catholics were going to come down for three days during the Satanic Conference here at, at a hotel. It was called the Sawara Hotel in Scottsdale. We are going to come and peacefully pray for three days. Uh, and so they said, you don't need 
you don't need uh, a permit. A permit. So because I, so I called at, up the mayor in the city of Scottsdale. Yeah, this they is said city of Scottsdale. Yeah, we, you don't need a permit as long as it's your constitutional right to come out here and peaceably assemble, and you got freedom of speech. The only thing they said there was a city ordinance that said you can't have any bullhorns, uh, any, any you can't have any speakers out there and project your volume. Uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, and they said, yeah, you have and, the right. And on the sidewalk. And, and, and stay on the sidewalk. sidewalk. Not on the property. That was it. Yeah. The, the next thing I did, I called up the Scottsdale Police Department and I spoke to their community relations division. And they said, did you call the mayor? I said, yes. Here's what the mayor told me. They said, yes, absolutely right. You don't need a permit in the city of Scottsdale to peaceably assemble. It's part of your constitutional rights. Just stay on the sidewalk. And we would just ask you not to go and intermingle with the Satanists in the hotel or in the hotel lobby or in the parking lot. They just asked if you could stay separate from them since they've rented the hotel. I said, yeah, that not, not a problem. But they said, you guys are within your uh, constitutional rights to do what you guys are going to do. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing that we did, and uh, by this evening, we'll have them posted up on my website, jesseromero.com. Me and my wife, we put together this list of prayers for three hours because we chose to pray Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 12 noon to 3 p.m. Why 12 noon to 3 p.m.? Because 2,000 years ago, that's when Jesus Christ was dying for our sins on a cross. That's called atonement. He was atoning for our sins from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. 2,000 years ago. And so when you pray at that hour of the day, according to Catholic tradition, your prayers are much more powerful because they're flowing within that mystical stream of the blood of Jesus from 12 to 3 your prayers are united with the blood of Christ and united with millions of people around the world. Hold that thought. We're going to continue. Jesus 911. Stick yes. around. We'll continue talking about the do's and don'ts. Cause of our joy. Our Lady Guadalupe. We're back. Jesus and I will one. We're talking Jesse about and Anita. the Satanic Conference in Boston. Yep. Again, we prayed for three days against the Temple of Satan from 12 noon to 3 p.m. That was a surgical strike. Why? Because, first of all, to pray eight hours in front or 10 hours in front of a conference would have been very taxing on most Catholics. And so we wanted to come in and out, kind of like the Roman legionnaires. Uh, you know, under the, the, the emperors, you know, Caligula, Nero, Domitian. Yeah. They just came in at a designated time with full force. They hit hard, then they pulled back and took all their prisoners. We wanted it to be like a Roman strike. Yeah. yeah. 12. Strong and intense. And intense. And That's quick. What, and yeah, quick. quick. 12 yeah. to 3 p.m. Again, here's the theology for just for Catholics. Jesus was dying for our sins on the cross 2,000 years ago from that time. And so... When you pray between 12 and 3, you're, you're uniting your prayers with that stream of grace, which is the blood of Jesus, which flows through time and space. You're uniting your prayers along with the, with the blood of Jesus from 12 to 3 p.m. in a mystical way, which makes your prayers much more powerful. Also, 
Catholics around the world, they start at the Angelus at 12 noon, and a lot of them are praying the Divine Mercy at 3 p.m. So you're joining millions and millions mm-hmm. of Catholics around the world yep. from 12 to 3 p.m. That's why we chose that, uh, that, that time to pray. And also, me and my wife, we put these prayers together. We're going to have them on my website by this, uh, by this afternoon. We'll have them by this. It'll be a PDF file. It's going to be the prayers for you to pray outside in front of the Temple of Satan's uh, their conference. Their prayers, it's, you're basically praying the four rosaries. And in between the four rosaries, we added St. Michael, the Archangel prayer. We added litanies. We added just a lot of powerful spiritual warfare prayers approved for lay people. We're not praying imprecatory prayers. We're not praying, uh, you know, I cast you out. And we're not praying Roman, the, 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 the ritual Romanum, chapter two or three. No. No, we're praying deprecatory prayers approved for lay people. Yes. So what is the Catholics and Protestants have? They've been praying in front of abortion clinics almost since 1973 when Roe v. Wade was passed by uh, Scottish, the you know, Supreme, Supreme Court. Court of the United States of America. It's our constitutional right to peaceful, peacefully, peaceably, peaceably <laughs> assemble in public. Satanism is a religious c- component that empowers the abortion culture of death mills. Lucian Greaves, he's the co-founder of the Temple of Satan, who is organizing the Satanic Conference in Boston. In Boston, yeah. says the killing of babies through abortion is a religiously protected Satanic ritual. The Satanic Temple is is suing both Missouri and the United States, claiming that laws restricting abortion violate its members' free exercise of religion because abortion is a sacrament. Abortion is a Satanic practice. When you realize that one out of four pregnancies in our country ends at abortion, this shows that we are literally in the grip of the devil. And the reason yes. my wife quote this is because a lot of people say, mm-hmm. well, you know, we shouldn't go outside and, 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 and uh, pray against the temple of Satan. What if we all get cursed and hexed by these people? Uh, all I'm telling you, it's more dangerous to pray outside of an abortion clinic. Because murders are actually taking place in an abortion clinic, yep. and that conjures evil spirits very powerfully. All they're going to be doing in these conferences is giving lectures. That's all they're going to be doing. And so if you have the courage to pray in front of an abortion clinic, you should have much more courage to pray outside the temple of Satan, this conference, because again, mm-hmm. abo- an abortion clinic is much more dangerous yes. because you actually have black masses going on in there as they're killing babies. Yeah. And so, uh, again, uh, the big reason that we go out there to pray for these Satanists is so that they can receive the grace of conversion. Absolutely. We need to pray for their conversion. In Canon uh, 1752, in cases, in cases of transfer, the provisions of Canon 1747 are to be applied, always observing canonical equity and keeping in mind the salvation of souls, which in the church must always be the supreme law. That's the most important phrase. Yep. Canon 1752 17. is the last canon of the Code of Canon Law. Yep. It says that the most important thing in the Catholic Church, church. is the salvation, salvation of, of souls. souls. That's the supreme law. That's the yes. last canon in the Code of Canon Law yep. that basically summed up the reason why the Catholic Church exists. Mm-hmm. For the salvation of souls, that's the supreme law of the church. And uh, and again, there's stories where Satanists had been converted. Yeah, we have uh, uh, Blessed Bartolo Longo, who was a Satanic priest. He said the prayers of the Catholic gave him the grace of conversion. 
He came into the church and spent the rest of his life promoting the Holy Rosary in the service of Our Lady. Which shows so, you that anything these, anything's impossible right, with God. Right. Everything possible. Everything's possible with God. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. I thought you said yeah. possible, but yeah. it's impossible. <laughs> my, my wife and I personally are were inspired to evangelize together. There's people in the Bible like Tobias and Sarah in the Old Testament. Mm. Uh, there's a married couple. Aquila and Prisca in the New Testament. Uh, again, they were amazing uh, couples that brought people to God. Yes. And so this event, along with, uh, it could bring a lot of many m- m- faithful Catholic couples together because, again, yeah. what's our goal as Catholic couples? Second Corinthians 5, 9, quote, we make it our aim to, to please, please him. him. Okay. Yes. We make yes. it our aim to please him. Mm-hmm. And, and the also, graces of the sacrament of marriage bring holiness it makes them it makes yes. your prayers more powerful pa- powerful and also in galatians chapter 6 verse 9 i know some of you may be afraid saying man go pr- outside and pray in front of the temple of satan look at galatians chapter 6 verse 9 the bible says let us not grow weary in doing well for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart galatians 6 9 catholics don't lose heart mm-hmm. the devil's a wimp think about it he's yep. a fallen angel He's de- his existence. He's a creature. <laughs> his, de- his existence is dependent upon God. God is mm-hmm. independent. Okay, God, God, God sustains everything. God sustains plants, minerals, trees, demons, angels, everything. human beings, sharks, lions. Everything is dependent upon God. Angels are contingent beings. They depend upon God. In fact, angels are so wimpy, they even have to ask God permission. Demons. Demons. Demons have to ask God permission. (laughs) Can I go tempt Jess Romero over in Queen Creek, Arizona? Can I go tempt Anita? God will say, "Uh, no, not today. Or, yeah, you can only tempt them like, you know, three or four degrees or something. They even have to ask God permission. So, again, too many of us as Catholics... We give the devil more credit than, 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 than what he's due. He's a fallen angel. Yes, he hates us. And yes, he's active. But if you live in a state of sanctifying grace, and this is the key to going out there. In fact, I know one guy that went out there and he told me, uh, he goes, hey, Jess, I'm going to go out there and pray with you guys. And, and uh, I know him as kind of like a hit and miss Catholic. I said, he told me after mass, I said, dude, make sure you go to confession and make sure you're in a state of grace. Okay, yeah, no, no problem, Jess. He went out there. Didn't go to confession. One of those hit and miss Catholics. He was more curious than anything else. He said he got home when he was leaving. He left the conference. He got a flat tire. And he said uh, when he got home, his battery died. And then he said when he was at home, he had the worst argument with his wife he's ever had in I don't know how many years. And then he said he had the worst nightmare for about the next three nights consistently Every single night for the next few nights, he had horrible nightmares. He called me up and he was very, he was very, uh, he was afraid. And I said, you, did you go to confession right before you went out there to pray with us? No. Uh, I said, what did I tell you? He goes, yeah, I know what you told me. He goes, and I didn't do it. He goes, and I'm, I'm being attacked. <laughs> and I said, okay, this could stop. You got to go to confession today. He did. He said, that night, he slept like a baby. The, the nightmares went away. Again, this is for serious Catholics when we're yep. going to do something like this. Yep, not curiosity. No. You know, there's that saying, curiosity kills a cat. No, this is not right? for this curious is, Catholics. This nope. is for serious Catholics. Catholics that are unafraid, that live in a state of grace, and believe in evangelization. Believe yes. in evangelization and being in the public square and, 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 and the courage that God has given you. 
You go out there. Men, we need men out there. I know there's going to be many women, but men, we need men. Go out there, It should men. be top-heavy with men. Yes, right. It right. should be top-heavy with men. And, but and, the emphasis is living in a state of grace, living in a state of grace yes. for you to go and, out there. And you're there. protected. You're that, protected. That's, and you're there's nothing up. to be scared of. Nothing. Yeah. If you want to put on your armor, but be in a state of grace. In fact, I'm going to go uh, this afternoon, go to confession with my wife and my, uh, my Godson. It's just, you know, it's just time. Every, you should be going every, every, you know, at least once a month as a late Catholic. Yep. And by the way, for those of you out there in Boston, call up our friends, America Needs Fatima. They're yes. also called TFP.org. They also uh, assist Catholics in these peaceful prayer prayerful rallies against mm. the temple of satan yes. and they're very good they're very organized so call up america needs fatima tfp.org mm-hmm. give them the date and tell them that uh, you need their assistance or backup and my wife and myself this afternoon we will post the prayers that we used against the temple of satan on my website jesseromero.com jesseromero.com it'll be it'll be it'll say free downloads on the top free downloads uh, it's it's three hours of prayers that are systematically picked out by me and my wife that have a powerful effect to drive demons away and keep you protected. Yeah, they were compiled and it took a lot of time to put those together and decide which prayers to, pray, uh, to put on there. And I think the Holy Spirit really guided um, the thoughts of those that uh, put these prayers, the thoughts of my husband to put the, uh, these prayers together and... Um, it's up to you that to now use those prayers and uh, go out there and evangelize. Yeah, that's right. And remember, it's a prayer rally. It's peaceful. There's no confrontation. We're praying yes, to, no stop, c- to stop their curses yeah. and hexes from taking effect on people. But we're also praying for the grace of conversion. Mm-hmm. And again, the prayers that we picked out, there are 13 prayers, 13 pages of Catholic prayers that are nonstop. We will have them posted on our website by this evening in a PDF file. And again, uh, God knows our intentions that we just want to bring his name. uh, We want to bring honor and glory to his name in the public square. And remember, don't let them say that you are protesting. This is not a protest. Don't allow them to to label your gathering as a protest. Yeah, because that's how they want to demonize yes, you. They, yes, yes. It's called verbal engineering. Yep. Say, no, we're here to pray for your conversion and pray for the protection yep. of the city of Boston, Massachusetts from the evil Peaceful, ones. prayerful yeah. gathering. Yeah. That's what should be the title of your... And, and you tell that when you go to City Hall and when you go to the police department, that's how you present it as. You know, this is going to be a prayerful, peaceful gathering. That's... That's how they're going to, and tell them, know, yeah, and, tell then, them, and there's going to be more support. Yeah, Tell them th- 12 to 3 p.m. Yep. You go in in full force, hundreds of you, if, if thousands of you can, and you leave at 3 o'clock after you do the Divine Mercy. It's yep. a surgical strike, yep. and you hit hard, unite your prayers Intense. to the blood of Jesus <laughs> uh, 2,000 years ago as he was atoning for our sins on the cross. Well, well I that's hear, a wrap. Yep, I hear the music. It's time to sign off. Jesus 911. Hey, uh, happy Holy New Year's. Uh, remember... Live in a state of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Pray a rosary every day. Open your heart to Jesus. and uh, With your lives, with your lips, and, and with your, your love. love. We'll see you next week. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith. Happy Holy New Year.